RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Monday night edition. The third, 13th day of the month of December. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting, finding out what's on your radar. And so uh, as we get close to the end of this year, more information is uh, being exposed as to <laughs> how uh, a lot of wealthy individuals uh, seem to be in a in a fast or in a rush, rather, to take some chips off the table from the Wall Street Casino. So I want to share some articles as well as a couple other things developing and uh, share my two cents on it. And of course, find out what you guys have been keeping an eye on as well. I hope everyone's doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. For any new viewers tuning in, feel free to let me know where you're watching from via the chat. And when the phone lines open up, 313-462-0027 is the number to let your voice be heard. And so we are back. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting. And uh, more importantly, hearing from you guys, I got about, let me see here, I got about five, no, about six, seven, eight stories. I uh, just want to scan the surface, give you some of the primary subject matter, what's uh, what's being discussed out here in the mainstream news, and then give a little bit of a twist on it, Get to try to get to the truth of the matters. But anyway, uh, for those that are tuning in, let me know where you're watching from. We'll love to acknowledge your presence. Then we'll jump into some articles and uh, as well as just some subject matter. And as always, in the chat, let me know what you guys want to touch on. Feel free to throw out some topics, some, some suggestions, some questions, you name it. Put it out there and we'll definitely jump on it and, uh, yeah, have some fun with it. So we got uh, Miles Miles checking in. Uh, it says, believe we will get everything. Stagflation, deflation, inflation, hyperinflation, all at once locally and globally in different degrees for various periods. This will literally mimic a storm. Uh, I'm going to put that on the screen because that is... That is a mouthful to say the least, but yet that's a lot of Asians. <laughs> anyway, go, we know what's currently unfolding uh, will not be a smooth and pretty transition. But then again, there's two ways of looking at it. It could be the end or it could be the beginning, depending on how you approach it, depending on uh, your, your viewpoints on the matter. Because usually, you know, whatever you paint a thing as is what it will become. So if you look at it as a great way of uh, creating uh, I guess a, a life altering generational alteration for you, you, you and your family, then it probably could be that way. And of course you sprinkle the blessing in on top of that and let Lord, let, let the Lord do what he's going to do with it. It's, it can be a phenomenal time. But then again, with all these periods comes tests and trials that we all got to work through. So uh, we could definitely, uh, you know, basically make, make the, make, make the most of these moments we have people while we still got them. All right, we got Funny Colors checking in. We got Barlight Broker. We got Mr. Steve, 72. We got MW checking in. Uh, says, Mike, before merger, don't want to lose money leaving uh, with uh, the parachute. Uh, most valuable companies financially in pinch that they have to merge. Yeah, MW. So I am, I am noticing a lot of uh, corporate buyouts as well as mergers. So a lot of, you know, a lot of startups or whatnot looking to sell right away. And of course, with all these currency floating around, it's an unlimited uh, free fall or free flow for those that are closer to the monetary spigot. So they're definitely looking to cash in while they can. And I'm going to get into some articles here and shine a little bit more light as to who and how many people are taking chips off the table. And the reason I call it chips is just because when you look at the way the whole financial system is set up, it's designed to benefit those that are closest to the insiders or those that are closest to the most valuable information uh, as far as it coming from the Wall Street cabal, as well as the uh, central banking cartel that work hand in hand, because one is operating on behalf of the other. So whenever they uh, start um, 
taking chips off the table, I think it's time to really pay attention to that if we haven't already. But of course, most of us here have. All right. So we got Toshiba, Mike, uh, Jay, we got Gene, we got Faith checking in. We got Keenan. that says, how are our folks calm every grand news break? Are our folks so calm with the new news? It's crazy to live in this time. Uh, Keenan, very true. But once again, uh, the true nature of how severe things are in China hasn't really hit the streets just yet. Of course, if we lived in Asia, I'd imagine a lot of savers who deposited funds with those real estate developers, they're feeling a pinch, but they've been feeling a pinch for some months now, because to my knowledge, uh, apart from some initial investors, a lot of the small mom and pops, they may be getting pennies on a dollar. And so they've I've seen protest videos. They storm Evergrande facilities and all that craziness. And that's just an isolated event in that region there. So uh, most people here in the U.S. have no clue as to what's going on. Of course, you're aware of that. And to 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 add to that even more, right now, I'm assuming if you're on Twitter, if you have a Twitter account, if you just scroll through our Twitter and you look at all the activity that happens on a weekend, in particular, in all the European nations down under in Australia. They're protesting. They're hitting the streets. And I was looking at a video of some uh, riots in in France where you got literally the people uprising and pushing the police troops back like they throwing stuff and gas, tear gas and bats and batons. And they are literally, you know, and it's 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 sad that we're seeing that. But then again, it's like if we don't see it, then they meaning the orchestrator of of this entire experiment would literally they would just have their way with it. So it's good to see an uprising of where you see people fighting for their freedom. And this is happening in France, but yet you, nobody is televising this. It's not allowed to be you know, televised here in the U S or Canada or anywhere in the Western world. Why is that? Because they don't want to see the uprising. So um, that's, that goes right hand in hand with Evergrande. Evergrande can be a serious contagion event that will spread throughout the world, as well as the medical medical tyranny that's taking place around the world and uprising amongst the people event you'll never hear about until it's too late unfortunately uh yeah ed i uh, got Barlight broker uh the one they call louis checking in we got jermaine scott we got tony b we got uh uh let me see who was he'll keep see more couple of people here i uh, appreciate it. we got calypso we got uh daryl checking in uh xrp currency checking in toshiba mike vince checking in appreciate everybody for hanging out with us for, uh, full of hope anti-communists all right we got a fair amount of people here man as always i want to make sure i give you guys a chance to let your voice be heard so there are topics subjects in the chat we'll touch on it or in the phone lines open up give me a call i have about seven eight articles on run through them real quick and open up the phone lines so we can uh basically just jump right into nitty-gritty man uh so i want to start off today by just sharing a little tweet i put out there earlier uh when i glanced at the markets and at this point everything's artificial so nothing's real so when i see red i don't really flinch or anything just like that because i realize it's more so uh, a temper tantrum uh amongst the wall street cabal the bankers or whatever they're just you know pissing a little hissy fit basically just and cry for more stimulus so i said uh, uh when i saw all this in red earlier i don't even i don't know if the markets ended what the numbers were at the end of the uh at the trading day but it just is just throughout the day but i said the markets need a fresh one trillion or two in order to keep this casino economy going. And so, of course, let me just jump right into the next one here. So here's an article here. Uh, Manchin raises new inflation concerns as the Democrats uh, race to, to pass a one point seven trillion dollar bill 
by Christmas. <laughs> so the Christmas surprise to the to the nation is to get a stimulus bill, uh, spending bill passed. And so, of course, they're playing tit for tat. They playing hard, hardball, left first, right, push back here and there. The markets demand more stimulus, buddy. So any up those digits and put them out there and yeah, bring this thing down like they're supposed to do what they're wanting to do. So this is just something to let you know that uh, saw a little bit of a hissy fit. And as of right now, it looks like the Dow and NASDAQ and S&P futures are in the green. So uh, something must have been promised behind the scenes. But, uh, of course, Manchin will give in, and then tomorrow they'll announce, you know, he agrees to, uh, you know, jump on board. So, sure, okay. But what I wanted to lead off with was um, uh, a little visual aid I put together back in May. And so this is uh, a blog that I shared on an RTD blog here, but it says, Billionaires Steadily Taking Chips Off the Wall Street Casino Tables. And so this is an article here that uh, I think originated with uh, Zero Hedge. But it just lists, you know, all these individuals here, billionaires. So these were the billionaires that earlier in this year here began taking chips off the table. So we got Bezos, we got uh, Mark Zuckerberg and all these other guys here. I can't think of their names. But uh, so here's a list of all the people who took chips off the table. And so we got 6.7 Bezos. We got Larry Ellison, uh, 552 million. We got Mark Zuckerberg, who took off 1.87 since last of November. We got... Uh, we got Ernest Garcia took off 1.7 off the table. We got da, 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 da. so it goes on and on and on. So this was in May. So what caught my attention over the weekend was a new article, basically shining more light on more billionaires taking chips off the table. And the reason I keep saying chips off the table because when you look at how this whole financial system ran, is ran. It's a big, it's a big Ponzi scheme. It's it's dependent upon dumb money. Uh, basically, <laughs> the rich getting. The rich making profit off of dumb money, dumb meaning meaning the uninformed, unfortunately, and basically all those fees. And now we got QE, we got buybacks, you name it, pumping things up. And those who own the most shares of these companies get paid. That's just how it goes. Either you're in the boys club or you're not. And so me personally, because I use the casino lingo a lot, I've never been a gambler. I never like, you know, just putting uh, my blessing at the risk of being lost to odds of trying to beat the house so i never jumped in type of things like this so the older i get the more i realize how much of a scam this is so it's just something i never felt comfortable with doing and i don't regret it because most of these valuations of companies would need to be five six seven times what they are now in 20 years from now or 30 years from now when i will be looking to retire and i don't think that'll be the case because i don't think we'll be under the same monetary regime but anyway uh, some just some quick stuff here. I'll go through. Don't want to be long. Let me cut this off here. This this is what bugging me here. Uh, okay, so it says Ponzi insiders dump stocks to their own companies at record pace. And so this was a very well put together article here. And so it just talks about November. Uh, insiders unloaded a collective fifteen point five nine billion, an all time record. And so it shows a graph here, which goes back to that first article I showed you. So this is the monthly sales total value of stock sales by company insiders by months. And so we have November of this past month was the all time high, as it says, a fifteen point five nine. But then guess what other month was the second all time high? It was May. So this article here came out in May at the same time this was initially published, highlighting those four or five individuals plus some in the article there. And so what I realized is that clearly those who are uh, inside this game, they realize the sense of urgency of literally taking some chips off the table while they still can in a form that doesn't spook 
the markets entirely, as well as spook their uh, retail investors in their companies. And so they probably, I would imagine, sometime in one of those Davos or Bilderberg or one of those big, you know, billionaire boy club meetings, they probably were talking about, hey, you know, we need to literally uh, take some skin out of this. We need to get some, take some chips off the table because things are over overheating and we, we've done quite well for ourselves, referring to, you know, those that have been recipients of these stimulus packages since the shutdown and re- reopening. And so these individuals here, and I'm going to give you a name of a couple more here, they have all probably worked together to figure out how they could strategically, one at a time, periodically, you know, those first five was the second quarter. Then we got some to the third quarter that was probably not mentioned. Then we got some to the fourth quarter that was mentioned. So they strategically found out how to unload some of those stonks onto the world or as this article is going to point out here back into their own company at the right time heading into 2022 so that right there to me would be more of a sign as to what is possibly in our upcoming future i.e 2022 just because when you see so many people running for the exit in large numbers in the tunes of billions per month that lets us know that who's left over and I hate to keep using this word, but the uninformed, you know, what the wealthy will consider the dumb money, those who just turn their funds over to other people, let them do what they do. And so a lot of people will fall victim to this, but yet that's just how the system groomed the majority of people to trust those that are so-called operating on your best behalf, which happen to be your financial advisors, your brokers and stuff like that. People who uh, basically make fee, make money off commissions. They sell you products off commissions and that's just how this party goes. But it looks like things are not going to be that way forever. Scroll down some more, give you some ideas. Says, says 48, 48 top executives uh, dispose of more than 200 million each, 200 million each in stock sales this year. Scroll down, down some more, give you some more graphs here, just showing the uptick of people deciding to just literally take chips off the table while they still can and then not really draw a lot of red flags, even though, you know, people who are awake and aware are in tune, we see what's going on. And then it just goes out even further, gives you more names, same people I've been talking about. And then one of the things that really wraps this all up, it says, who's buying? So if they're unloading, then who's buying? Huh? Would it be any coincidence that the same people who are selling their actual companies happen to be flushed, flushed with cash due to uh, either whether it be savings or whether it be the Federal Reserve having set up last year these corporate bond purchases for all the entities that really submit it to uh the the whatever sign up to the economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology you'll get the weekly digital edition online only articles curated newsletters on politics the markets science culture and china and full access to the economist podcast plus the Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The exchange window that the Federal Reserve set up here. So basically flooding uh, these companies with cash, i.e. buying their debt instruments, taking all those millions and billions and actually buying the shares of the insiders that's selling. So so as the executive board members, let me zoom in a little bit. So. Try to just give you an analogy. So as the insiders, so the, the CEOs, the board members, and all those people, as they sell, it falls back into the public's hands. And then who comes in? The companies themselves, they come back in and buy this up. I basically driving up the share prices of their stocks, 
of the company shares while also making the insiders pockets a lot fatter. So it's like a cyclical game that me and you are not in it. (laughs) So comical to say the least, but it is what it is. So just more information here. It just talks about how companies themselves are buying back and they're showing visual aids as to how they're pulling this off. And so literally it's uh, reminds me of social security. You know, you put in with the hopes of getting out, but then again, these people here, (laughs) it's all house money. So they, appear to win-win for now but and then to piggyback even more on this i'm not sure if you guys saw that i think it was old friday or it was friday or saturday elon musk (laughs) he basically threw out the idea through suggestion he asked his viewers or his subscribers opinions as to whether or not it's time for him to step aside and become more of an influence influencer and no longer lead his companies. And so when I saw that tweet, it just led me to believe that not only are all these insiders, billionaires, whatever you want to call them, not only are they unloading the shares in their companies, they're taking chips off the table so they can have some dry powder on the side to basically try to take over the world of Nibi in accordance to what their evil game plan would be. But then again, they're also exiting their companies when they're at their peak. Assuming that they don't want to take any heat for when things happen to correct or come down. So I'm trying to find that. Uh, let me see that. It was a tweet. Where that tweet from Elon Musk go where he put out there. He put out uh, it's like a survey. It wasn't a survey, but it's just a question. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so here's Elon's tweet. And this was on the 9th. So this was on this was on Thursday night. So this is Mr. Elon Musk here. He said, Thinking of quitting my jobs and becoming an influencer full time, what do you think? So this boy got 8,800 retweet or 31,000 retweets and 8,800 uh, quote tweets of people sharing their opinions. And so he just cashed out, uh, you know, seven, 12, 13, whatever billion. He just cashed out. And then the next week or two after he cashed out, he's now putting out or floating the idea that maybe I should quit my jobs and become an influencer. So what that took away from that was within the next uh, couple months, he might be one to announce he's going to step back and same as Jack Dorsey, same as Bezos, same as all other billionaires cash out. And then you get out. That's what it looks like it's going to be as of now. But anyway, so that's just what's happening in that world. And then to play into why that might be the case, it looks like there also is a lot of disarray in the uh, Wall Street cartel game. So we have Goldman Sachs coming out very optimistic about the economy. Then we have Morgan Stanley coming out very pessimistic about the economy next year. So here's a quick article. Morgan Stanley warns the feds, turbo taper will trigger market chaos over the next three to four months. So if Goldman Sachs is positive, Morgan Stanley's negative, who's going to win? Uh, you know, who's going to be right? More than likely, uh, I think Morgan Stanley. But the question is, why are Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, why are they beefy? Why are they feuding right now? What are they fighting for? Are they fighting for supremacy of this next digital world that they're trying to create for us or what? Who knows? So here's just an interesting uh, forecast here. Morgan Stanley's predicting three, three rate hikes, one in May, one in July, one in November of next year. And we're talking about this on Friday with Mario, how if they can squeeze out one, that'll be, that'll be, I guess, good news for them. But other than that, three rate hikes in a year, um, I don't, I, I can't see it happening. But then again, it's all just you know mainstream media hype right now. 
don't trust them, don't believe in them, but they're going to try to do the best they can to stay somewhat uh, uh, to, to rather keep confidence in this Ponzi scheme nature. But once again, we got to enter too big to faint bid, too fit, too big to fail bank feud going on right now. So, but of course, JP Morgan's not in this uh, really because uh, they're the, also the ones holding the most weight. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. What do you guys think? Let me know. Anyway, next one here. Keep it moving. Uh, this is very troubling as well. Heading into February 1st, but not only do we have moratoriums and all stuff lifted, haven't really heard much on the surface about foreclosures and stuff yet, but I know state by state, a lot of, a lot of, you know, people are probably having some issues maintaining their residence or as well as, you know, rental properties probably. But, uh, here's another one that might add more of a pinch on the average household because majority of American households have some form of debt, whether it be parents or students or parents taking on students behalf, taking out debt. Excuse me. So it says Biden won't extend student loan relief and confirms student loan payments restart on February 1st. So you put it off for two years. What do you think is going to happen? More people are not most majority of people are not doing better than they were prior to pandemic or the pandemic. So now you put that much more of a pinch on households at the same time, the cost on the shelves around us happen to be increasing at, to the tune of well over 12 percent, 12 to 15 percent. Realistically, this just spells more trouble ahead. That's all. Just highlighting the fact there's more trouble ahead. Uh, here's another one. <laughs> I couldn't help myself on this. one. I was going to do a, try to do a video early, but I couldn't. But it says for Americans shocked by inflation, Argentines have some advice. And so the advice here, which was took a lot, got a lot of heat over the weekend. But it's basically saying Based on the basic inflationary error tactics, some things that people can do. It says over, of course, uh, 50% inflation that uh, deal with a typical year in, in Argentina is far higher than a 6.8 rate percent here in America. Uh, Americans aren't doing, but many of the principles, they call these principles, that shape the day-to-day habits of the Argentine workers, consumers, and savers are still broadly applicable in the USA today. And so what is the very first one of do's and don'ts they offered is to spend your paycheck, spend your paycheck right away. That's some financial advice, not mine, but that's from these people who wrote this article. This is a, you know, this is clearly like a, some type of uh, fear tactic, fear driving, you know, this, but yet we're going to see more of this. Believe me, believe me, we will. So I just highlight a couple of things here. It says the practical application of this technique in the USA where inflation isn't quite high enough to warrant such a mad payday dash is to expedite plans to buy big ticket items. So basically what you're saying is if you need anything now, it's going to cost you something that's not in your normal to do or month monthly purchases. You might want to go ahead and get that now because it's going to be more expensive in the future. So just that's just that's concerning when they say spend your check. But mind you, Argentinians get paid once a month at the beginning of the month. So their allocation to expenditures are a lot different than what we get paid here. I'll say it says borrow lots of money. So this follows right up in LBP's time frame. <laughs> borrow lots of money if their borrowing costs are, are cheaper than inflation rate. Next one here is to negotiate a pay raise or two. It says any increase in your paycheck less than the 6.8 inflation rate is effectively a pay cut. So any negotiation you're able to get where they increase your pay, if it's less than 6.8, which we call we know is a lie, you're still getting, you're still getting, you know, still, they're still getting over on you by inflation linked bonds. Yeah, that doesn't work here in the U S apart from the, the, the tips. But once again, inflation numbers are far fraudulent. So you're still going to get screwed 
buy homes and cars. Argentinians do buy real estate big time. But then again, right now today, they're having issues with property infringement rights. The government now is starting to move in on people who have extra real estate that's not uh, occupied. They're letting people squat with no no, no issues with the government, you know, defending your rights as a landowner, something to consider. And so another thing here that really got me tripped out is how real estate is overpriced. It's in a bubble. It needs to correct, you know, and it needs to correct. We, we need it. I need it to correct. You need it to correct for future generations, even though right now, majority of the people have been taught and trained that your home is a, your greatest asset just because it's your biggest purchase, which is completely false. Because if it doesn't produce for you right now, other than just, you know, of course, shelter, homes, whatever, if it doesn't put in your pocket, it takes out of your pocket, it's a liability. And so as of right now, based upon the trajectory that we're on, in right now, the unborn will not be able to even begin to think about owning a home as well as our children today, unless this thing's corrects substantially. And so as much as it may hurt for those who, who have their financial future planned until their home price valuation you're doing your, we're doing our, we're doing the future and injustice. If we don't accept the fact that at some point this bubble has to burst and we got to live with the pain that comes with it. So that's just how it goes. But then on another note, what's even more sad and alarming as to how distorted things really are, really is at this current moment is you look at the cars, the car valuations, like the fact that car prices are, <sighs> car prices are what, 10, 15% higher. So you can actually pay a premium or, or I'm sorry, you have now you have equity in your car. So what is usually a depreciating asset, as soon as you drive off the lot, it instantly used to lose value. Now it appreciates in time. So when you have people now able to trade in their vehicle, use high mileage or whatever, and be able to have what they call equity within the car, that's a sign of a true bubble. So that's just my little, yeah. Anyway, uh, Tony B says, check the chat. Okay, let me see. Check the chat, TB. Uh, let me see. Everyone needs to pay attention to Gene. Let me see. What is Gene? Let me see. What are, we, what are we looking at? Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. my warning. warming them CBDCs like in Walmart, Germany, cyber attack. Okay, so let me finish my little rant real quick, and then we open the phone lines, and I'll stop ranting because... When I'm on my little rants, I don't happen to look in the chat. Forgive me, but I'm gonna bring I'm about to bring this to a close. Um, so let me see here. So here's something that uh, you know is it, different, uh, which goes against the narrative. So somebody's not playing ball. Russia vetoes the UN resolution linking. I can't say those two c words because YouTube's made it clear that anybody that says that that's not real, there'll be some consequences. So, but you guys can read this. So when you have a nation saying that it's not that big of a deal. That lets me know that somebody's breaking away or never was a part of this transition. And so it says Russia has vetoed a first of its kind UN Security Council resolution casting those two C's as a threat to international peace and security. So Russia's not playing. They don't want to play that game. They don't want to play that, you know, carbon credits and, you know, ESG, Bitcoin stuff, all that stuff. No, they don't want to do that. They just want to get down to brass tacks. They're ready to get rid of the dollar. The dollar is causing more harm than good to the world as well as to you and I. And then on another note, last note here, we got to talk about your girl. This is everybody's favorite, the favorite politician. Hillary Clinton claims Trump 2024 victory may be an end of our democracy. So have, if you guys haven't noticed, Hillary, Hillary is out here 
making her round. She's in front of the camera again. She's recouped and ready to run for ready to run for another round. <laughs> so she's, you know, as of now, she's just bashing, you know, Trump saying this, saying this, saying that, all that jawbone and stuff as if they're on a different team. And all in all, it's good to say, I just still find it hard to believe that, you know, the uh, Trump was not um, a part of this transition because it, he just, it just worked out great. He's an outsider as far as a, out in the political game and happened to just pull the right strings, piss off the right people, but nothing, never, it, nothing truly was ever really disrupted towards this globalist agenda. And to this day, he only talks about things that really we already know about and he knows all the insiders, but he's not really spilling the beans and he never investigated Hillary unfortunately and he caught and once he won he said she's an outstanding citizen and politician and she come on now anyway you could be playing a game but at some point you know you got to show your true colors if it's true but anyway she's just talking about trump and how he's a threat to the american democracy and if somebody don't step up we got to do this and this so she's basically laying the groundwork so we'll see but you know to summarize all that financial monetary doom and gloom and in regards to for those that might be joining in i was talking about how uh, basically, and this is first article, how billionaires are taking stonks, taking taking chips off the table and they did it in May. They did it in November in preparation for something, possibly 2022, 2023. Everybody kind of know all the T.A. people, all the economists, they all know something's brewing. And so it's all it all happens to be if you're here in the U.S. in particular or in the world, because it impacts you as well. It all happens to be denominated in the Federal Reserve note. And so that's where all these billionaire buku players here, they are taking chips off the table and they're putting those chips to use or they're keeping them ready for when the fire sale occurs to where they can come in and buy up stuff and at a complete total, you know, revaluations of everything. And so what can we take away from all this? A, my personal opinion, I don't believe in gambling because if you can't ensure to hold it all right and basically have it fully replaced in a true valuation of a currency, then I don't really think it's something that uh, will last in this digital transition they're taking us through. And so you're going to come on a losing end, whether you have, you know, uh, your, your, your portfolio, your stock portfolios through the roof, like it is in Venezuela, but yet it's still denominating the currency that's being destroyed at the same time. So you stand to lose, lose, you know, it might- this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by window. Your work can take you all over the place. Like Texas, you've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I look and I feel good because we've been groomed to think and associate emotions with numbers on screens that increase so whenever numbers are up we all feel good but when numbers are down you feel emotionally like ah, that's that's the something that you know we need to somehow some way get away from linking those two which of course it may not be easy in a developed world but just think about how the rest of the world lives uh well beneath their means because they're not relying upon credit so that's where we're going we're going to a system where credit would not be readily available so get all you can while you can in a sense in this world here but Ultimately, everything that we're experiencing happens to be denominated in a Federal Reserve note. And as I mentioned before, all dollars are not created equal. So if you know that the Federal Reserve is weaponizing their own product, i.e. digital notes, as well as digital dollars, trying to rebrand us into the next version of their completely owned and programmable digital currency, i.e. the CBDC stuff is still getting a lot of attention then you need to know that, you know, you need to be also take this is not my it's not advice. It's my opinion. Have as less chips on the table 
at a, at a at especially in a building in a game that wasn't designed for you to succeed or win as possible so you can minimize the pain as best you can and so just to dial back a little bit and share with you something I, that I, that I want to talk about here i actually been doing some research today just i was just you know deep into just trying to find new ways to help people understand that you know what you hold is not even yours so if you lose it ah, it's 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 kind of too bad uh, and i hurt this hurts me to say that but i don't know how to quite say it in a way that it would be pleasant because federal reserve notes as you guys can see on the on a page right here what were they were always meant to be redeemable and so we've gotten away from that just because now we live in a digital world where everything is already debit credit as well as you know now everything is tap pay swipe pay it has very little to do with paper in and of itself which was a part of how they got us into this ponzi scheme in the first place so here's just a note that i grabbed because i was actually doing some research on trying to better define and distinguish between legal tender and lawful money those two words there two here two here they mean a world of difference and our congress as well as the federal reserve has completely ignored those terminologies just because now everything has been lumped under the category of money and all dollars, i.e. currency, fiat knows money is not the same. And people are going to find that out real soon. And I think uh, as best as I can, I'm going to try to find ways to get people to wake up and hopefully take some chips off the table if you can. But here's a, a hundred dollar note from 1928. And I want to really highlight just this little piece right here, because this is what I, I want to really focus on. So this is a Federal Reserve note. And as I mentioned, from, from greenbacks to Federal Reserve notes, even the United States notes itself, even though they were not debt based, they were issued by the government. So they were not liabilities of anybody else other than our government. They were still redeemable. And so now people have forgotten the fact that, and I even saw something, let me see, uh, people were talking about uh, the need. So in that article, they were talking about the need to, to spend your paycheck right away. So let me go back to the article. I'm ranting too much, but I just... Got a lot on my mind, so let me get this out my off, my off my chest. But even like this fake recommendation from these journalists here, you know, talking about you know how do you, how do you combat inflation? Spend your paycheck right away. Spend it means to basically just go consume, go get it out there, get what you need now. And i.e. that's what currency is for. But you also need to set some aside. It was supposed to be wealth preservation, like a savings account. So if you can't save. In this tra traditional form, you're forced to have to go do something with it. But people don't remember or forgot, majority of people, that fiat notes, fiat currency was always designed to be redeemable. And it always was redeemable up until certain points in the history, 33, 64, and the like. But it says here, redeemable. This Federal Reserve note around 1928 or so was redeemable in gold on demand at the United States Treasury or in gold or lawful money at any federal reserve bank. So there was two places you could have went to the treasury or you could have went to the federal reserve bank and you could have got gold. You could have got, but five, let me see five, five ounces or give or take ounces, five gold Eagles of for this hundred dollar bill here. And you would have been basically returning the IOUs back to their owners. And you would have got your income, your assets rather, which was, i.e. lawful money so i was just looking at lawful money distinguish between lawful money and legal tender and how the federal reserve they tweaked the federal reserve act right after 1934 
and changing some words. It always starts with one or two words. And then, of course, this is this bill here is old, but then it went from this note as legal tender. So they took off the words lawful money, put it in the words legal tender. Substitute those two words mean a heck of a difference. But one basically means legal tender, which can apply to anything, whether it be coins. It used to be metals, but over time, it takes two or three generations or one generation, rather, a couple of decades, people forget. But then again, switching out those words, lawful money for legal tender is a world of difference. But yet the banks are not responsible for it. The Treasury is not responsible for it. You are once you know that lawful money, if you go back to its original inception, it happens to be a part of the coinage acts which basically came about during the green during the greenback era when they tried to throw out those Civil War notes and the, the constitutionality as to whether or not those things were considered lawful because they were not. They were debt instruments repayable later. And of course, you know how it goes. Over time, people forget history. And then uh, here we are today. But don't spend it. Redeem them. Take some notes off the table, in my opinion. Go redeem them things while you still can, while somebody still wants them. And that means basically, you know, get your weight up. Okay. All right. So that was a long-winded, uh, <laughs> that was long-winded, but I just had to get that out. It felt good. I felt like I relaxed on now. I got off my chest. Okay. So while I got off, while I got all that off my chest, now let me, I'll let you guys get something off your chest. <laughs> yeah. I'll say I missed some calls. Forgive me, but you know how I do it. I rant. Anyway, phone lines are open. Let's talk. Let me hear what's on your radar. Let me pull this open here. And we can get this going. And it, it was it was suck, and my mic was off the whole time. Hello, Carlos. Now we call it from. This is Pat from Alabama. How you doing, Mike? Pat, I'm doing good, my friend. What's up with you? Oh, nothing much. Me and the captain's been talking again. Uh oh, you got the captain uh, open on Monday? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> got to start the week out right. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you? <laughs> Okay, number one, I don't mind listening to you testify about a situation. <laughs> Appreciate it. it. Uh, <laughs> sounds kind of interesting. But uh, the captain brought up something mm-hmm. that uh, we're all into algorithms and figuring out how we're going to make our money and how all this stuff works. Mm-hmm. My question is, have the algorithms been turned on the American public. Uh, I mean, do they have algorithms out there as to what will really piss us off or or what we'll lay back and take? Uh, I don't know. That's a good uh, we'll let you we'll let you testify about that, but I want you to give it some serious thought. I I, I would uh, I would try to I would try to I got because I, I that can come from different angles because we say algorithm. I'm thinking about okay, all the internet-based protocols, i.e. software, they're transitioning them to, to algorithms with less human inter- with, the, with less human intervention for the sole purpose of being self-operating. And then you got all this blockchain stuff where they wanting to use it for the algorithms and robotics and machine learning, all that AI stuff. So it looks like they're trying to transition the world towards solely algorithms because they don't no longer want, you know, human, human uh, labor and power and, and intellect. That's true, and they don't want our ability to be unpredictable. Mm, very true, and yeah. so ooh, yeah, right. So, like, so look, looking at Instagram and Facebook being the primary, um, uh, let me see, primary experimental tools that they're using to basically predict human behavior ahead of time, 
So you could be marketed to, uh, you can be, you can predict your next Put thought. The algorithm. <laughs> right. So in that case, yeah, everything's been set up to basically predict and control. And even like that uh, movie with the uh, Tom Cruise, where they can predict crimes ahead of time, that type of technology is what they want. That's, that's, all, that's, uh, that's, that's high level enslavement, man. Damn. Well, man, let me tell you this. Yeah. All the cameras you see up, mm -hmm. they're they're to come back and charge you with the crime. How many Americans leave the house mm -hmm. and don't break a law within fifteen minutes? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> not stopping at a stop sign. Not yielding. I mean, that's I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Mike. We can put Mike in jail. Mm -hmm. Give me that library of Mike. He screwed up somewhere. <laughs> Very true. Uh, I, I'm sure okay, I, I, I got one more for you. Yeah, go I got ahead. one more for you and the captain we're, we're debating on. And I think I'm right, uh -huh. but he thinks he's right too. You know how that goes. Okay. <laughs> Drop him by about a quarter to get him down to size. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> derivatives. Yeah. You remember when everything fell apart in uh, 08 mm -hmm. and nine good god the world was going to die we got banks that are too big yeah and it's all because of derivatives yeah have you heard anybody talking about derivatives here lately uh not really somebody asked a question on friday in our chat and i, I pulled up this article here which is very bare but it just says how big is the riddles market and this was from november and they threw out a measly one one quadrillion dollars on the high end. So that means they don't even know. Like, there's no way of really knowing how big that portion of the casino is really. So it's yeah, there are across-the-counter yeah. instruments yeah. that are negotiated at the banks. So, no, they don't keep up with that shit. <laughs> but uh, if uh, we're going into hyperinflation, mm -hmm. possibly deflation yeah and uh what happened to the derivatives brother they used to be really big bad juju they yeah. were gonna crash the earth right and so i'm looking at now a systemically risk of among the gsibs globally systemic important banks and this is an older graph here but this is just goes to show how interconnected all these two big to fail banks are and Deutsche Bank is still in the middle. And I haven't heard nothing about Deutsche Bank either. So Germany got so many other issues that I'm, I'm assuming all the monetary policies that they're using is probably go actually prop up Deutsche Bank under the table. So um, it's an interconnected web of confusion. <laughs> have, have you ever thought about this? With Evergrande mm -hmm. going bankrupt mm -hmm. and as much money, I mean, we're talking trillions, hundreds yeah. of billions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't you think that would affect derivatives? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think they—they, they, I'm sure they would—they realize that and as well. We hadn't, and we hadn't heard a damn thing about it. <laughs> we, I'm hey, just we, telling we, you, we, we might what? possibly hear something about it after it implodes. <laughs> you won't hear anything about it before, but hey, Pat, man, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> Way to keep us on our toes okay. with the algorithms. Yeah, I want y'all to think about algorithms mm -hmm. and how the American public's all capped. <laughs> and uh, there's got to be a reason for it. We're generally a pretty happy people. Yeah. Happy go lucky. Yeah. Well, we'll talk to you later, Mike. Appreciate you. You have fun. I will. Be good. 
and me and the captain will continue the argument. All right. Oh, good luck, man. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, man. Pat is a mess, but I love him. Appreciate you, man. All right, let's talk. I apologize. I'm missing all types of thoughts in the chat here. I see a lot of interesting back and forth. And if you don't mind, while you're at it, hit the thumbs up button. Show your love for the channel. Hopefully that'll notify a few more people. And uh, let's see if we can get some more calls in there. So let's try to get as many calls as possible. So try to keep it short if you don't mind. Hello, caller. What's your name? We calling from? Hey, Mike. It's Ed. How you doing? Ed, I'm doing good, my friend. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I was I was talking to my dad, mm-hmm. and um, he said, "Man, I got bank rolls and bank rolls, and uh, I'm gonna hook you up, and uh, I'm gonna take care of everything." Mm. Okay. It's called God the Father. Mm. <laughs> the punchline. Go ahead. I got you. <laughs> That's love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got our backs, Mike. It's gonna be all right, man. Oh, a hundred percent, man. I just think it's you know it'll be it'll be I think unwise of me not to try to put together the pieces of the puzzle of the enemy's plan and try to navigate through things, not to not to focus on it or use it as like oh the world's coming to an end, but it's just like you know a passing period that must occur. I mean everything we're experiencing now yeah. is to get us towards this desired outcome. So take it head on, you know, with a smile on your face as best as yeah. you can, even though it don't really seem like it's going to be a lot of smiles and laughter for a lot of people, but I'm going to do the best I can. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing the right thing, man. And, you know, you got us all prepped up and, uh, and everything's good, you know, but you know, it's Joseph, you know, he, he, uh, he prepped, you know, mm-hmm. and saved, you know, a lot of lives, you know, having everything together. Exactly. So we're doing the right thing. We're prepped up, but, uh, we got it in the end. We all got it. We got to trust it over to God. And I know you do that. I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you, brother. Hey, um, yeah. I ran into something the other day that I think is comical. Okay. You know the line of you'll own nothing and be happy with it? Yeah. When that was put out, mm-hmm. I think Carl Schwab said it or whatever that dude's name is, yeah. you know, one of the Illuminati. Claus, yes. When he said that, he didn't say it negative. That was a positive. They were trying to put that out as positive. Oh, yeah. It, even that little video. That little video, the guy was smiling. He was like, you know, you know I don't know. Yeah, it is. He was laughing and laughing, giggling, and yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't laughing at us. He was trying to convince us, you'll own nothing, but you're going to be happy anyway. He thinks we're that stupid. Yeah, or 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 think about how things might end up actually being in, in the real world around you to where if things are, you know, if you literally have no rights and you are bare knuckles, everything's been taken from you, and then the idea of having a chance to receive something could make it so that you are happy only nothing and they're twist sick and twist of mind. But I'm assuming that they're looking at like, you know, the people will be so dire and so down and out that they'll be willing to accept whatever that they, they decide is best for us type of environment, which is the crazy part. Right. But you know, the, 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 the twist I saw on it was they, they expect us to really sincerely be happy only right, nothing because they're going to take care of us. Right. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, not with anybody that's got their head screwed on. Right? Exactly. Somebody gets into these, uh, you know, put the headphones on and go into a movie for the next 20 years. You know, they might be happy with it, but we're exactly. not that stupid. We, I, I would imagine. Right, pre- I appreciate you. I'm going to answer offline. Thanks for calling in, man. All right. Take care. Yep. And as far as that happy and being, uh, be own nothing, be happy mantra that they set up is I would imagine. Everybody who's awake and aware in this current paradigm and school of thought now, recognizing the global tyranny taking place by a small, smaller group of individuals, they will there will be a de- there will be a definite confrontation. 
flat out. Like there's no way that you just going to take away everything and people not going to put up some knuckles or, or some lead or, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a nice, uh, you know, come to Jesus moment for a lot of people you know, at that time. Cause people who written people who know freedom or, or have the perceived idea of freedom that we have now, they're not going to just oh, oh, roll over without a fight when it, when it, when it's outright, you know, in front of their face. Like right now, people still sleep thinking everything's going back to normal. They don't know. We got to, we're going to have to fight for our old normal, you know, whatever that means or whatever that is for you. All right, let's talk. Um, okay. I see some, I see a lot of thoughts out here. Who owns anything now? Good point. TB. Uh, own so that's so that's what you like. That's how you how do you categorize ownership? Okay, uh, if there's counterparty risk or if there's any second third parties that has claims towards what you call yours, then you really don't own anything. That includes your your, your residence because it actually belongs the ground itself. You know the state has control over it, so you don't really own that. But then again, you know when you hold one of these things in my hand right here, uh, this has been in my hand for quite some time now. And apart from me parting ways with it on my own terms, I don't really see uh, or somebody, you know, removing it from my hands illegal, unlawfully. But other than that, you know, I could say that that is something that I do own. And of course, I'm not an owner. I'm a steward of these things because as I always remain, as much as I try to remind myself, I don't own nothing. I just using it. You know, if the Lord requests of me to part ways with anything, then I have to be more than willing to do so realizing that it's for my best good that's just me and that's and that's a hard one man that is a hard one you got to give up something to get so just think about you know in the bible uh the the little widow woman in the who gave her last mite you know last couple pennies like you know she gave everything she had and that was a i'm sure a sacrifice rather than other people who gave to gain according to their abundance so that's a different level of giving so generosity man generosity is something that i think uh, it's not talked about much, especially outside the church. And of course, we had a situation the tornadoes that swept through those different areas or whatnot. And did you guys see that Biden said hurricane? He called it a hurricane in one of his little press conferences. Sad, you know, whatever, but we know how he is. Uh, Benny, what's going on? My man says paying taxes are uh, for suckers. If you pay taxes, you are funding your own imprisonment. Ah, Benny, I'll let you ride with that one. That those are words of your mouth, my friend. <laughs> I know there's some things that I will, uh, when it comes to certain matters, that I don't want to cross those boundaries of uh, free thought. Just because uh, everything you can and say will be, you, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> I get you though. Uh, Mike needs to have Whitney Webb on or Catherine Austin Fitz or both at the same time really pop off. Yeah, so I have reached out to Whitney Webb and. You know, I don't think the channel's big enough or whatever. So, okay, cool. Catherine Austin Fitz, I have not. I, I've been a fan of hers for quite some time, but I haven't had her on because, you know, at this current moment, everybody who's aware of those two individuals, you're familiar with their message and as well as their life's work. Those two ladies there are working in their gifting. They're working in their life's works. They've all gone through some things and they're now telling their story type of thing. And they are jewels or shining light amongst the darkness and so they stand out so we all kind of know what they're talking about now it's a matter of how can we take that same information learn from them learn of them and then you know share with other people kind of in a sense of being you know not i go say it like using the words disciples evangelists that's kind of strong but you know sharing the good news the good news of waking people up is basically what i'm saying but i, I feel you though but uh 
she I was actually, actually just watching a video today, like, like a couple hours ago. Uh, just knowledgeable people, people who are on a game, they're on a game, and your a game is simply disrupting, disrupting the the globalist agenda by simply just you know sh- shining light on darkness. Like there's so much darkness in this world, all it takes is a little a little light, and it stands out. A little light stands out big time because it's noticeable. You know, like you know, it's amazing how you look at certain rodents that they 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 do their best work in the dark. Well, as soon as you cut the light on, they flee. You know, what I'm saying similar to the demonic presence is at work right now. You know, Satan is at work and everything is happening in this realm because he has a certain time to do what he has to do. So resisting the devil and he shall flee is not my word. Those are words from the good book. Take them for what they worth to you. But then again, light exposes things and it makes a difference. And we need a lot more brothers and sisters standing up, sharing truth. And that right there is the pride is the, is step one in the resistance, just standing up, sharing your opinions regardless of the backlash. So for people who do that, I'm very impressed with them. Another, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, what's her name? And I can't say Candace Parker. What's that? Uh, Owens Par- uh, Parker. No, what's her name? What's the lady? I can't think of her name. Um, who's out here probably talking about being Trump's vice president or whatever. Candace Parker or oh, not Candace Hooper. Uh, Owen. Somebody let me know off the top of my head. I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, I'm, ram- I'm rambling too much. Let me get the calls. <laughs> All right, I'm missing calls. Forgive me. I'll get you on here. All right, let's talk. I'll have the corporate report too. He, he does go. Candace Owens. There you go. Bam. Right on time. Right. Another example of a person who just speaking truth. Her light is shining. She's getting a lot of attention. And all that attention poses a threat to you. But then again, if you do, if you do great work and if your light shines bright, you'll formulate you'll formulate followers that take on your same school of thought kind of mimicking a disciple type of thing and that person can carry on for you that's why i'm one of the biggest proponents man like of 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 having had a chance to learn a lot of spiritual principles under somebody that's been very influential in my life if you guys been tuning in you guys know who he is but his message now has grown stronger than it ever was when he was alive and that's that's big man hello carlos name we call him from Hi, Mike. It's Typo. How you doing, Massachusetts? Typo, I'm doing well. What's going on with you? Last time we heard you were on the road. What's going on? I came back. I'm. At, I was going to um, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and now I'm building a business plan to get back out there. Hopefully, in like the end of February, early March, when the snow goes away. Okay. Now, if you don't mind, so how was how was Arkansas? You find you find you know anything worthwhile there? I mean, I know you always you know, referring to you know communities or whatnot. Anything come across your radar? Um, all good. All good. They have constitutional sheriffs. Um, their health, everyone seems to to be well aware that everyone's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, small population, great national natural resources, mm-hmm. terrific water sources. Yeah. Uh, crisp, really clean. Um, and um relatively small population for the rush of people that are heading south to cut costs and all of that in those in those places that we're aware of like Mm -hmm. you know how so many people are moving to utah and arizona and texas florida yeah so this one hasn't bombarded very much yet which is fabulous because that's what i that's what i want to take advantage of right nice what else are you mind tonight 
Um, first, I wanted to just thank you. You have been prepping people now for years, mm-hmm. for years. So even though what we're talking about, as we watch this happen in real life, mm-hmm. it's like watching a movie because yeah. you have already put out the good word. You've put out, um, we've discussed weekly, like so many times, we've mm-hmm. had so many discussions about great ideas. Yeah. So no one has rush they could take their time and they could prepare their head mm-hmm. for what we're seeing right very thank true. you Appreciate thank it. you very much thank you thank you um now i see that there's two things that i wanted to just mention see if your group wanted um uh you should be aware of this the first one i'm hearing is um reggie middleton was mm-hmm. granted the patent right for e5 right so I don't know if your people, you know, I know we prefer silver, of course, but mm-hmm. if you're going to be in the crypto market or you're going to be in the real life markets across the world, um, this could really seriously shake some stuff up. Right. Very true. I, I've, I've talked on it every now and then. Of course, he's been out more now publicly stating, you know, some things that he plans on doing in the next couple of months. And he definitely can shake some stuff up. So we'll see, you know, if he's allowed to, because mind you, it's him once again, verse of some, a lot of big players. So he, he's going to have to do it in a very uh, cunning and crafting way because he's going to be a sheep playing amongst wolves. So I wish him the best. <laughs> Very well said. Um, in the WebBot reports for Cliff High, mm-hmm. years and years ago, he his report showed that the Veritasium coin would would eventually um, create generational wealth. Right. So if anyone for it, because it's incredibly hard to find, because the SEC locked it all up. Right. So right. Um, talks Exchange is right now just about the only place that people in America can buy it. So I'm just putting that out there for anyone that's interested because I know you like to have good information. Right. Appreciate you. Yes, definitely. I do. And so I'm definitely, so I'm I'm thinking about at some point having him back on and talking in detail to kind of get an idea. So what he has, what he has in mind for the crypto space moving forward, because according to him, every project out there pretty much has infringed on his product or his IP. So uh, he's going to basically be confronting a lot of people. So we'll see what happens. But I'm curious to see how the government plays that because they're still sitting on 98 million of his coins. And so we'll see, you know, if he's able to get that back or if, if, he's, if he's if he's going to end up playing ball with the government when they decide to roll out what they want to roll out, if they if they use this platform. And so, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on it. So I'm aware. <laughs> Cool. And then uh, Cliff Eyes report actually said that after our, our uh, dollar collapses, mm-hmm. that the government would come to Reggie to set up a system. Because remember when he was trying to do the Jamaican mm-hmm. stock exchange? Yeah. I mean, his stuff will affect banking. It'll affect stock exchanges. It'll affect anything that is used DeFi. Right. So it's, it's really interesting. So his... Uh, Webbot said that uh, the government would come to him to use Veritasium. Now, he right. might not be able to use that coin, but uh, Reggie Middleton's a, a name worthwhile. And the very last thing I wanted to mention is I saw this on uh, Zero Hedge. Collapse of Shimeo bonds could be more devastating than debt crisis in Evergrande and Casa. Mm-hmm. And so 
I think now we're at four real estate companies that are going back oh, no, bankrupt. No, no, right? I, I want to say it's a lot more. It's maybe like I think seven or eight, if I'm not mistaken, that I've touched on. So it, it's, <laughs> I a, it's took a, a day lot. off, and look what happened. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, they, they, they're kids. So it's, it's, the question is, how many are there total? Like that's going to be the question. Are there dozens or you know, because they, they've been running Ponzi like operations over there with real estate because that's their primary savings vehicle so ain't no telling how many there are in total that might be coming along so either the government steps up or step out the way and let this thing come down so we're gonna find out but hey thank god there's like you thank you so much thank you be good thanks calling in yeah good stuff man appreciate uh Back and forth. Um, so let's uh, keep it moving. I appreciate everybody. So I'm looking up. Uh, let me see here. So, so yeah. So here's me. I was trying to find out. I saw somebody mention about Reggie Middleton. So I had him on first. So I first had Reggie on the show back in 2016. And so I must admit, when I had him on then, he was talking about, you know, a project that he was going to release sometime soon. It's Veritasium. And, you know, he was a very educated, very, you know, everybody know, everybody who be paying attention, you know, but here's an interview here. And he was talking mighty big. And at that time, I'm like, this guy, I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know if he's going to pull this off. I, w- I was definitely doubting whether he would pull off something game changing. And so sure enough, behold, that next year, Veritasium dropped and, you know, it, it's, you know, it was quite successful. Took a little bit dive when all that stuff happened to him. And we know what happened with that. But uh, definitely he was out here dropping nuggets uh, because he's very knowledgeable on all the events that had happened with the banking sector. And according to information he's been talking about the last couple of weeks or last couple of months, rather, the banks are in in a much worse position than they were uh, then. So this is an interview I did early last year, March, right before, right? The week of the lockdowns or shutdowns, he was on basically talking about the banks. He's basically saying it's really bad. It's really bad out there. So anyway, yeah, knowledgeable brother, man. Definitely hope, wish him success, wish him luck. And, you know, to be honest with you, and I'll think about this earlier. I'm getting ready to log off in a minute. But I was thinking, like, as much, I, I'm not a tech, I'm not a technology hater. I, I love to see advancements in the technology space. But then again, at the at my core of who I am and what I believe, I know that it will be used for evil even though it can be used for good, but because we are in Satan's territory for now during this current time frame of our lives, it will ultimately be bought out and used for evil because all the people formulating it, all they do is build it, then they sell it and they sell it to the hands of the people who have the most currency. Who has the most currency? The people who orchestrate this entire experiment. So all that we talked about earlier about all the companies have been bought out, all the VC capital funds, they literally just, they're, they're taking over the globe, trying to consolidate power into the hands of a small few. Bill Gates is out here buying up everything ultimately so bill gates has patents on crypto style he has a patent on using a human body to generate uh energy by movement to create revenue itself that's a is a patent there's a patent out there by microsoft you know saying amongst other things so they're buying stuff to execute this game plan and so if what he has what reggie middleton is holding on to has the power to just not destroy but to shake up some things I will be more concerned with his well-being, given the fact that if he doesn't play ball, he won't be able to fully execute his game plans for his entirety of his life because he's playing against a monster that is very uh, that they don't they don't they don't take no for an answer. 
And so he'll more than likely have to sell out some things and sell some things and do some things that will allow this system to continue to move forward. And if it moves forward, it will eventually consolidate into the hands of a small few, just like this past system has. Think about this. There's no way that this system continue to move forward right now where everybody's excited to have adoption come under the regulatory framework, including banks and stuff like that now. And this stuff still benefits the small fry. And so at some point, they're going to change the rules of the game like they always do. And people who were rooting for this decentralized cryptography space is going to come back to haunt us because Reggie Middleton's patent, in my opinion, is the framework. It could be the framework. I'm speaking, I'm, I'm speaking off the top of my head. This is impromptu. This is all conjecture on my part. But Reggie Middleton's framework that he set up ultimately, in my opinion, will lead us towards the uh, one world currency, i.e. market of beasts, all that stuff in one. At some point down the line, all this patented technology will be used to usher in the one world currency. It is it is coming. And we have to go, we have to go through the blockchain protocol, all that decentralized nonsense. We got to go through that pathway to get to that point. And that's a good thing because that lets me know that God's word is true. And then we're still on course for the final sh- uh, final showdown. But in the meantime, it's just very, it's not too exciting. In the short term, it, it could be okay because you can benefit from it. You can better your life, yada, yada, yada. But down the line, we know that uh, one world currency is going to be in the future. And there's no way around it. Biblically speaking, it has to occur. And believers should be excited that it should occur because that means that the Lord was well aware and we knew this and the word can be validated at that point 100% without any type of scrutiny because we were told beforehand. You know, so that's one of the benefits of the word. But anyway, I'm going to dial back. Uh, appreciate everybody for hanging out with me. Um, see, TB, I see you can say uh, Reggie had, let me see, Reggie has a good product, but my opinion is he had to give the product to the U.S., but he has the rest of the world. Um, that's very true. But then again, if the U S is still driving the ship, then the rest of the world is going to have to play ball. Therefore, everybody's going to be on the U S ship and it's not even the U S anymore. Of course, you know that we all know that it's a small, small, small few players that are running this entire shebang subcommittee of 300, all those, you know, you know, people who, you know, billionaires are just a front man. As I mentioned before, billionaires are just a front man. They're just the puppets that, oversee all the minions and the rest of the world because we use their products and services it's the people above that gives the billionaires permissions to do what they do and that right there boiled down to a small few maybe and people you know 30 people 30 40 people families at best are the ones that's uh calling the shots for the billionaires and just stuff like that but anyway i can go on and on and go i'm not um uh, but yeah you know as i started off for those just tuning in i went back and just shined some light on this article here from may talking about what happened in november so two articles may and november basically just shine light on how you know the big boys club they're dumping they're dumping stocks they're taking chips off the table because they know what's coming and the most important thing for you is once you realize that what they're dumping stocks for happens to be the same fiat currency the federal reserves are destroying and so you can either spend it you can consume you can do whatever you want to do with it but remember the federal reserve note was always meant it was always meant to be redeemable for lawful money, not legal tender, but lawful money. Lawful money is the core essence of what what money is, what money was 
in 1860s and 1870s when this was a primary argument amongst politicians at that point. What was lawful money? And it wasn't paper. So I'm going to leave it at that. Anyway, be blessed, be safe. Hope everyone enjoyed this little back and forth rant. If you did, hit that thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. Be back here tomorrow night, same time, same place. Invite a friend, tell a friend, and uh, you know, have them join us, man. Best place to get uh, 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 the best version of the truth rather than just you know the mainstream spills and all that crap. Anyway, be blessed, be safe. See you guys later. Visit Rethinking the Dollar throughout the day. Your place for news on metals, gold, crypto, you name it. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll get a chance to see the daily videos, the recommended videos, and more importantly, the five reasons to unplug for the monetary matrix, with the first one being the awakening period. Step number one, touch your dollar IQ. Ten simple questions, average is 60%. Follow up with the alternative perspective with the monetary reports. Consider becoming a supporter of the Rethinking the Dollar platform via Patreon. Get a chance to hang out off-air as well as additional information that can't be discussed on YouTube. Any support is helpful. With the crackdown on alternative media, the best thing to do is connect off-air. Scroll down to the very bottom. You can find Rethinking the Dollar on Telegram, Audio, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, you name it. The most important ones will be the email list where you can get notified weekly, the Discord page, and make sure you connect on Telegram. And last, don't forget to visit the RTD store where you can get merchandise as well as additional information and resources. And most importantly, scroll down to the bottom and get your weight up with all the limited edition rounds only available on the RTD store.